Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. First Kings, the 18th chapter, speaking of uh, the man of God, Elijah. And if you have time to go back and study that whole chapter, it has quite a lot it teaches. Uh, in a season where God needs to prove himself on behalf of Elijah the prophet to Ahab and his demonic wife called Jezebel because these people forsook the commandments of the Lord and had followed Baalim. So God raises a prophet to disprove the works and ways of that fallen world. And as he does that, a very important lesson is taught in this story that is going to teach you how to pray right. How to pray right. You see, sometimes we don't receive what we have asked of God because we don't pray right. We don't understand the principles that govern the world of prayer. I have quite a number of them taught uh, many uh, on prayer. And if you care to go on the mobile application, Faneri, if you download it on your phone, there's something called prayer codes. It's about nine or ten of them. All of those are teaching you to pray. This is going to be one of those we're going to add on that compendium. Shout hallelujah. So I want to start in a time where Elijah as a prophet is tired. He's distraught. He's fed up. He's vexed by the worship of Baal as the children of Israel would go. And once and for all, he wants to make a stand and prove that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is a true God. In the 19th verse, he summons Israel at Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal, 450, the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel, as Elijah had demanded. Elijah came unto the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? How long will you start varying between two opinions? How long will you continue fighting between two worlds? How long will you continue transacting in two realms? How long will you continue taking one side with Baal and another side with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? He says, If the Lord be God, he says, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. The prophet is angry. He's saying, how long will you continue between two opinions? Today you're with Baal, tomorrow you're with God. Today you are with Baal, the other day you are calling on to God. There are people, some who are hearing me this evening. You are going to church, but you have things under your bed. You know? You come in the presence of God, but you have things in your bag. You have things in your ceiling. 
You have things after your name. Are you hearing me? How long will you continue holding between two opinions? He's asking. And then Elijah said to the people, I, even I only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks and let them choose one bullock from themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it on wood and put no fire under and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answereth by fire let him be God. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. Got a bullock? I'll have a bullock. A bull as well. Put it on an altar. And I'll put mine as well on the altar. Dress it. Lay wood on it. Don't put fire. Let your gods come and put fire on that bull. If they be the God. We must follow. And if so, let your gods prove themselves as I call on my God to prove himself. Are you following me? He says, you'll call on the name of your gods. I'll call on the name of the Lord. Verses 25, and Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it fast for ye are many and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under it. And they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon. Oh Baal, hear us. Oh Baal, hear us. Morning. Oh Baal, hear us. Afternoon. Oh Baal, hear us. Then they drink some water. Boop, 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 boop. Oh Baal, hear us. Oh Baal, hear us. Afternoon. Boop, 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 boop. They drink some water. Oh Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, no any other answer. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he's stalking, or he's pursuing, or he's in a journey, or by adventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. Call on him. And they continue calling. They cried aloud. They became so desperate, the Bible says, and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood gushed upon them. Why? They are sacrificing blood. Baal is not hearing. Some of you Uganda know that practice is ancient. It's the foundation of Baal worship. Those of you who are Uganda know something called Ensandago. Some of you already have those cuts on you. Yeah, they were calling on the gods to answer and they were not answering. So they had to shed some blood. That's why you have cuts in your neck and your hands. Fire. Now, it came to pass when midday was passed and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice and there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any other regard. Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the children of 
Jacob and to whom the word of the Lord came saying Israel shall be thy name and with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord and he made a trench out of the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed and he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water and pour on it the burnt offerings on the wood not only has he gotten the animal put it on wood he said put water on it such that somebody does not think I use the magnifying glass so that they don't say that probably there was some fire prior this is how confident the prophet was then he said do it the second time and they poured water and he said do it the third time and they did it the third time and the water ran round about the altar he filled the trench also with water and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said Lord God of Abraham Isaac and Israel he said let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I've done all these things at thy word hear me O Lord hear me that these people may know that thou art the Lord God and thou hast turned their heart back again then the fire of the Lord fell The fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offerings and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Check somebody and tell him that's my God. I feel sorry for cancer. Listen, the Bible says when the fire of the Lord fell, it consumed, listen, the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones. Have you ever seen fire burning a stone? And it burnt the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. <laughs> the Lord, He is the God. Sounds like broken English. Hallelujah. But every time we read this text, we so much emphasize the Lord that answereth by fire. But we don't emphasize how he answers. We emphasize by what he answers, but not how he answers. This evening, I want to indulge you, allow me please, to talk about how he answers. How he answers. This text reveals to us that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob does not want you to repeat yourself in a petition. That's bar. Do you know how many people have a very wrong interpretation of this person? Of God. That some of you talk to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Elijah, and Apostle Grace. Like you are talking to Baal. Listen to me. Do you know many people here pray exactly 
like Baal prophets. There are many kinds of prayers. Like I said, intercessions, petition prayers, thanksgiving prayers, several. But a petition prayer was never meant to be repeated. That's not the God of the Bible. You know, the problem is we have to kill a few sacred cows. Let me use that language. Because some of you have been intoxicated by wrong doctrines because you never had an opportunity to read your Bible yourself. And so you believe as what's passed on because you trust the integrity and place of those that pass these things to you without taking time to read the Bible yourself to see is this the God of the Bible I'm talking about? You remember how they teach about the lady, the widow in Luke 18 verses 2. Some of you know that story very well because you have learned it in some sort of sermon or service. It's a text. You've come along and somebody preached from it. And unfortunately, many of our ministers have preached wrongly when it came to this text. It says... There was in a city a judge which feared, listen, not God neither regarded man. This judge did not fear God nor regarded man. Underline that this man did not fear God nor regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. She came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her least by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge speedily. Nevertheless the son of man cometh. Shall he find faith on the earth? Question. Now, many people use this portion of scripture to say, like an unrighteous judge who feared not the Lord, neither regarded any man. There was a judge who feared not the Lord, nor regarded any man. And a woman comes to him and says, please, I plead with you, avenge my adversary. And she continued going to this man countlessly. And he could not avenge her adversary. Why? Because he was an unrighteous judge. He was a wicked man. Underline that. He was a wicked man. But even in his weakness, he, he got to a point where he got so tired and said, no. Let me avenge this woman who keeps coming to me. I'm wary of her. And the Lord says, hear what the unjust judge said. And then he says, shall I not avenge my own elect which cry night and day unto him, though he bear long with them. Now, some people think, that because he says, I shall avenge my elect, which cry to me night and day. They think that his elect are to cry like this widow cried to an unrighteous judge. Remember, this man did not have a fear of the Lord. He had no seed of God in him. That is why he wanted her to repeat herself over and over. That is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is an unrighteous judge. That's a wicked judge. And some people say, keep calling. You ask him for a child. Yes. 
Every time you go in the presence of God, say, Father, child, Father, child. Keep calling, keep calling until God avenges you. But God gave you a clue. He says, I, the righteous God, shall I not avenge you, my elect? You cry unto me day and night. And he gives you the clue in verses 8. I tell you that I will avenge speedily. I'm not here to make you pray for 30 years for a husband. I will avenge speedily. I'm not here to make you come to me every time. Man, oh God. Man, a man, Lord. A man. Zogo dibada. Zogo do. Peter. P-E-T-E-R. Capital. Bold. Underline italics. Strike through. Peter. 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 Now, what's the difference between Peter, Peter, and Oh Baal, hear us. Oh Baal, hear us. Oh Baal, hear us. Oh Baal. And Baal is just looking at them. He says, shed some blood. Oh Baal, our blood is leaking. Hear us. And it goes to evening and Baal is watching. He doesn't even answer. That's Baal. God says, I will avenge you speedily. I don't want you to spend 20 years around that mountain. Are you following what I'm saying? He says, I don't want you to keep coming to me. Man, oh God, man. Then you go back. No, that's Baal. That's them praying to the devil. That's not how you talk to me. When it comes to a petition, I want you to make it once. I hear you. I hear you. The Bible tells us of the confidence that we have when we know that God hears us. He says in 1 John 5 14, he says, this is a confidence that we have in him. This is a confidence that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired. When it comes to a petition, we know that we have. We don't hope that we will have. When it comes to a petition prayer, we know that we have. Anything according to his will, you know he hears you. Is it his will for you to be healthy? Is it his will for you to be rich? Is it his will for you to get married? Yeah. Is it his will for you to be progressive? Yes. To come out of debt. Yes, because the Bible says so. Shamba gazagata. I just say something so beautiful there. Oh, that they may know that my overwhelming love is for them to have it all. Hashanda brade. Listen, he says, this is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, when it comes to a petition, you don't hope to have it. You know that you have it. You don't expect. You know that you have it. It's finished. If you have asked and he has had you, you have it. You have it. So don't come back crying to him as one which doesn't have it. That's wrong prayer. You're praying wrong. It's like I was telling a dear brother recently when he was talking to a certain, uh, he was asking, I'm sorry, I'm, it might be offensive, but you know, I'm speaking in love here. If the Bible says 
that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody gets to the Father except by Him. And then you say, I'm going to the Father through His mother. Jesus is saying, I am the way, I am the life, I am the truth. No man cometh to the Father but by me. You use his mother, use his cousin brother, use his sister, use his best friend. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. Oh, but his mother, even if it is that he said, no, but he says, I'm the way. I'm the way. And then he says, but you know, but you, you imagine, can, can the mother be... I'm not saying that the mother can be denied. I'm only saying he said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I am the life. You can never get to the father. But... You use any other way. Because you think you can pray. This is the same thing. When it comes to a petition prayer, anything that touches my will, when you know God says that I have heard you, know that you have the petitions that you've desired. Know that you have them. Now if you want to do it another way and think or assume delusionally because you have asked and not seen therefore you don't have, that's your problem. Heaven is not going to try to adjust to your ignorance. He has said, this is how I work with you. When it comes to a petition, you ask. When you know that I have had you, know that you have it. When you have it, don't come to me again asking what you have. That's another God. Pray until something happens. Push. Do you know the meaning of push? If it's misinterpreted in this light, they would think to say, keep asking. Job, 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 father, job, job, jaka, joko. Not job a man, no, a job, a job, labor. Wages to be paid or a salary. You find a Christian saying, America, 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 America. When he feels like he needs a prayer partner, he holds his wife, America. And then they take the dear woman. <laughs> This is the confidence. That we have in him. Man, man, car, 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 Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz, blue in the color, beige chairs, Benz, Benz Lord, Benzie, Benzie. 
Hear us, Baal. Hear us. Fire from heaven. Fire from heaven. Hear us, Baal. Mercy dispense. Mercy dispense. Hear us, Baal. Hear us, Baal. Mercy dispense. You get, you, you get it? You get it? Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 7. When you pray, he says, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they should be heard or shall be heard for their much speaking. The Bible has something called vain repetitions. Vain repetitions, the Bible calls them. Vain repetitions. They are useless to repeat. You're talking to a God, it's like as if you're talking to a God who doesn't hear. The Bible calls them vain repetitions. He said, when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. The heathen have another God. They're talking to Baal. They're not talking to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Verses 8, he says, Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. Before you went to ask for Alan, God knew you needed Alan. Shout amen, somebody. God knew, he knew, he knew. The moment you are opening your mouth, the Bible says, before you call on me, I will answer. Don't be like the heathens. God wants you to get to a point where you sit in his presence. And as you're going to mention car, he said, oh, Thank you. <laughs> Somebody shout amen. You just, you guess you say, Father, I think my car is old. I think I, <laughs> thank you. Why? Because you'll hear the voice tell you, come on, I got that. Let's shut it. Let's do something else. Are you following what I'm saying? But how many people right now are on a prayer mountain in vain repetitions? Fasting for 70 days in vain repetitions. Somebody shout amen. amen. Give me the message version of that. Matthew 6 verse 7. The Bible says the world is full of... Read, read. <laughs> oh, The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. And he continues to say, they are full of formulas, programs, and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. You know those formulas. When you go to God, you follow the order. Acts. Adoration. Confession. Thanksgiving. Supplication. <laughs> Some of us, when we go to God, we just spread our hands and say, Pranda goziga. <laughs> and then the supplication or confession they find themselves <laughs> verses 8 says don't fall for that this is your father you're dealing with he knows better than you what you need shout amen don't fall for that nonsense or formulas don't fall for formulas. 
Do you know how many people are prayer ignorant? Oh, I'm about to kill some sacred cows. Somebody says, the midnight hour is a gate. The, the 3 a.m. hour is a gate. Let me tell you, for me, 10 p.m. is a gate. 1 a.m. is a gate. 8 a.m. is a gate. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered. <laughs> Come on. And then you ask the person, why do you say so? And he says, because the Jews prayed in the third hour, in the sixth hour, in the ninth hour, in the twelfth hour. Yes, and the people who prayed all of those hours don't even believe Jesus came. The people of that formula don't believe Jesus came. The Gentiles who didn't have those hours are the ones holding the child. Are you following something? Now, if you say midnight is a gate, in Australia right now, it's past midnight or it's at midnight. In some parts of the world right now, it's India. Sorry, like India or something. They are a couple of hours ahead. They are about to enter a gate you have not yet entered. That means you're behind schedule. So which gate? Australian gate? Indian gate? Ugandan gate? Even Rwanda. We enter the gate earlier than them. This guy is just below. <laughs> no! God respects a consecrated altar and time for him. Even if you open it at midday and you say, this is my time with you, heaven can respond. I love what Smith Wigglesworth said. He said there's something about a man with faith. God would go over millions of people to get to him because he has faith. Faith is the gate. You can pray the midnight hour without faith. You can pray 3 a.m. without revelation. You can pray at 4 a.m. but pray ignorant. Fast for 40 days but indifferent. Are you learning something? The other day I was celebrating with one of our people in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, their new year was this week. And in Ethiopia calendar, they're in 2016. They're seven eons away from your present calendar, Gregorian, 2023. You're in 2023, for them they're in 2016. So what you're driving in 2023, they are driving in 2016. I wonder what they'll drive. I wonder what they'll drive when they get into their 2023. Seven year difference. The number seven means complete. I wish I had time to demystify that. Somebody shout hallelujah. God is relational. You could be having breakfast and he says go and pray now. The window has opened. And then you say, no, midnight hour. By fire, by force. Fire on the mountain. Midnight. I'm waiting for midnight. No, I want to talk with you now. I want to deliver somebody now. No, no, no. Father, the gate opens at three. God is not a stadium. But gates open at midday. No. There are men who are walking under open heavens. Yeah. There are people who open. There are some who walk under open. So for them, every time they look up, heaven is like, what do we do? I'm talking about them. They're there. <laughs> Vain repetitions. Ah, 
this car, Lord, this this house, Lord, this house. No, 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 no. You made that petition. I had you. Don't repeat it again. Don't repeat it again. And then we have the bunch who misunderstand James chapter four verses three. He says, "Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss." He ask and receive not because he ask amiss. The Lord opened my eyes to this and told me. You know, one time I was studying this. And then he told me. He asked me this question. Who was I talking to? Because to interpret scripture, you must understand the context, the culture, and the cross-reference. Sort of a primal principles of biblical interpretation as doctors know it <laughs> now listen to understand who he was talking to you need to go and continue in the context listen go back up he says ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that you may consume it upon your last who is consuming upon their last verses for ye adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. The people he's talking about are wicked people, not believers. James was talking to wicked people, unbelievers. We are not enemies of God. We are reconciled by the cross through the person of Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. So, this amiss was not yours. Christians don't ask amiss. <laughs> Believers don't ask amiss. He hears us. We are his children. We are his children. We are his children. Have you learned something? Somebody shout amen. So what do you do? When you make a petition like, Father, Today, I want to make a petition to heaven. I'm tired of my Volkswagen. I want a Mercedes GLC 2023 in Jesus' name. Remember, because God has never called you to ask Jesus for a car. The responsibility of the Christ right now is intercession and communion with you, that you can commune with Jesus and say, ah, man, Christ. You're confused about this. Then he communes with you. But when it comes to petition prayer, we were not told in scripture to make petitions to Christ. Christ, heal me. That's a wrong prayer. Christ, please help my mother to get out of that debt. He says in John 16, 23, in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name he will give it. Now, you continue asking me what you're supposed to ask the Father in my name and expect an answer. You continue asking. Jesus, you're giving me that car. No. I said that they don't ask me. Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. So when you go, you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for the car. And Jesus says, aha, now you're asking right. But Jesus 
The Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession. He, he has his own pattern of intercession. And the place of communion that you can talk with him and then he teaches you things and, and then he reveals to you things or speaks to you about your destiny. But when it comes to what you need, he says, go straight to the Father in my name. Why? Because he loves you as he has loved me. Just to know, by the way, that God loves you the way he loved Christ. He... Read John 17, 23. Give me the amplified version. He says, let's begin from verses, I think, 20 or 21. Aha. He prays that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. Verses 22. I have given to them the glory, listen, and honor which you have given me. Everything, oh. The honor God gave Christ, you hurry it have. The glory he gave Christ, you have. He says the honor and glory, you know, ah, now you've heard those people who say, God doesn't share his glory. I know why they say that. They are caught in the Old Testament where God was not in covenant with man as he is after Christ. And they are right in that covenant, not in this dispensation. Are you following? God cannot share his glory with man. It's true. I'm not just a man now. I'm the son of God. So the Bible says, I've given them the glory and honor which you've given me, that they may be one even as we are one. Verses 23, I, this is Jesus, in them, you in me, in order that they may become, and what? Perfectly united, that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me. Do you know the power that comes with that conscience? That God loves me like he loves Christ. Woo! Imagine God has loved you even as he has loved Christ. That's the essence of his glory and the guarantee of his honor upon our heads. So when you go to God and make a petition, let's just say you want a car and you say, Father, I'm tired of my Volkswagen. Today, the 14th, Thursday, September 2023, I ask for this car, this color, this make. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. He has heard. He has heard. The next time you come back to God, don't come to, Father, let me remind you. <laughs> you know, sorry, for those of you who don't understand local language, some people are so disrespectful. You see, let me remind you because you, you might have forgotten. Um, you remember the 14th September I asked for a best? Hey, you'll give it to me. No, sir. Push, pray until something 
happens. I asked for that car. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. <laughs> Some don't go like that. Some come this way. Father, 14th September, I asked for a car. I didn't receive it. I'm here again to remind you. I need that car. In humility. I'm not forcing you. Then you have the spoiled ones. You either give me that car or you give it to me. If you don't give it to me, ba 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 ba, you will see. I, I, I get the car or I die. <laughs> and then heaven says, die. <laughs> In my house, there are many mansions. Your bedroom is already ready. Come and sleep. Come, brother, come. Yeah, he starts to die. I was joking. No. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. Why? Because they don't see the car. So they think the father has not heard. Father, for how long will I ask for a man? Some of them come and say, Apostle Grace, I want a man. There's an anointed apostle. The moment he prays. Now, we have skipped all the prophets and apostles and teachers you went through. Including your personal prayer on the prayer mountain. Some Saturday date in 2001. So all of those collected. You come to another apostle. Pray for me. And then they pray. You wait for two, three, four, five months. Nothing. You go to a wailing wall in Jerusalem. Man. 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 Man man, man, man you come back from the wailing wall nothing then they tell him, ha, there's a guy coming from Ghana those who want husbands, put up your hands receive your husband then you fall down and you wait two years, three years There's another man of God coming from South Africa. Ah, the other one, he just looks at you and you get a man. Then you come in the meetings and you're like this. Because the man must look at you. He looked at me. Oh my God. He... You even faint. One year, two years. No man. Then one of those days when you're called, you go alone in a corner. God, I'm tired. I asked for Luke. And some of you, if you're immature, the guy just says, ah, these things of God. Eh? <laughs> you keep praying. They don't work. You have prayed wrong. You have prayed wrong. The moment you ask and say, I want a man, I want a car, I want this so I want that and you say in Jesus name amen the next time you go there he said know that you have the petitions go to God like one who has the petition go to the presence of God like a married woman hey. 
Heavenly Father, I thank you for my husband. Hallelujah, glory to God. He's a good man. He is wise. Hallelujah. He is a hard worker. Praise God. I am so happy. I'm a happy woman. They can no longer call me single. Oh, I'm not a spinster. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The day I asked on the 14th of September, that Thursday, that guy came. I am married in Jesus' name. He calls the things that be not as though they are. That's a praying woman. The next year you wait and you don't see him. You come back again. Thank you for my husband. Glory to God. Thank you for my marriage. It is working. I'm a happy woman in the name of Jesus. I have no regrets. I have a good man. That's you praying right. Keep saying that. And the date manifests and they tell you, wow, congratulations. Like, ah, you've just seen it now. I got married long ago. Somebody shout amen. Glory to God. You're asking for a visa in America and the woman you're seated next to actually has a house somewhere in Wisconsin. Oh, they didn't get it. They already migrated. They even have a house somewhere in New Jersey. For you're still believing God for a visa. And the woman who has shifted there doesn't even have a passport yet because she has faith one day you let's her to the airport in the mighty name of Jesus somebody shout hallelujah glory to God the moment you ask it start walking in it yield to its grace and emotion the Bible says if you be willing and obedient you shall eat of the good of the land the Hebrew word therefore willing is to yield yourself to the emotion of the thing that you have believed for that's what it means to will. To yield yourself to the emotion. How do you feel like when you're married? Uh -huh, that kajoy. Start carrying it before Luke comes. Somebody shout amen. How do you feel like when you own the best car in the world? Uh -huh, carry that emotion. Carry that thought and mentality. Know that it is that. You have the petition which you have asked for. Nobody and nothing in this world can take that away from you. Only you can desert it. But nobody or anything in this world can take that away from you. Because you have it in your spirit. You have it in your spirit. So every time you go, you're thanksgiving. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my victory. I thank you for my home. Glory to God, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are you ready to pray right Hey, tell your neighbor this is the last time you're mentioning it. The next time you speak about it, you're thanking. Now, persistent prayer is the continuous recognition of what you already have and to keep a thanksgiving attitude in the same. That's persistent prayer. That is praying until something happens. That's the right way to interpret it. <laughs> That's why he says, let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the blind 
say I can see. Listen. It's what the Lord has done in me. The song says it's what the Lord has done. Are you employed? Yes. Would you work with you in? By faith. <laughs> Woo! Eagles don't fly with chickens. Find some married women. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the blind say I can see. It's what the Lord has done to me. others I don't know who I'm talking to go and pastor prays for you pastor pray for him to heal but you prayed at home and said God heal my son no you say go to pastor and tell him to thank God for your health that's the right way when you understand this mystery, 90% of your petitions or 99% of your petitions will be thanks. Because you mentioned those long ago. Somebody shout hallelujah. Jesus was slain from the foundations of the world. But it manifested thousands of years later. But it was already finished. That's how God works. You healed. You're free. And you will not leave this earth without seeing God's goodness. Now let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, your word has come out so strong. 
It's a seed planted in the inside of our spirits. I pray for these men and women who have received it as I have received it with joy by reason of the anointing present in this hour and on this ground. I decree and I declare that everything you asked for, God had and you have it. I pray for its manifestation. And I thank God because it's already yours. Nothing will hold you back. Nothing will frustrate you. Nothing, nothing will hold back the word that you made or the prayer that you made years ago. From today on, in the name of Jesus, may you be quickened as God avenges your life speedily. May I pray that may things start happening speedily for you. Because of this revelation, may things start coming so quickly that you can count them. If you have received it, shout Amen. When the Son of God comes on the earth, shall he find faith? I'm strong. I'm rich. I am healthy. I'm progressive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My family is a success. My ministry is a success. Women say, my womb is blessed. My mind is blessed. My face countenance is blessed. My name is blessed. Hallelujah, glory to God. Say thank you Lord because I'm advantaged in every way, in every place, in every state, at every time. I'm in charge in the name of Jesus. More than a conqueror by Christ which strengthens me. Hallelujah. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity. Just repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you shed your blood for my sins and you were raised for my glory. Father God, I want to thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Today, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I am born again. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number plus 256-200-999400 or email us at info at You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fenero Ministries International. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowship at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and for our Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Uma Multipurpose Hall. Fenero, make manifest.